0: From the Financial Times in London, I'm Dan McCrum and this is FT News. Fans around the world were saddened by the death of David Bowie just days after the release of his new album, Black Star. As he had blazed a trail through the world of rock and roll, David Bowie's dalliance with the financial markets gave the world something it had never seen before, pop bonds. To tell us about these and the innovation which David Bowie showed in all aspects of his life, both musical, financial and technological, we're joined by Peter Campbell, the FT's
1: technology correspondent. So Peter, tell us, what exactly is a Bowie Bond? Well, Bowie Bonds were launched in 1997. Now up till that time, rock stars or pop stars would just kind of wait for the revenues from their albums, and particularly their older albums, just to trickle through and they'd pick those up as they came out. But David Bowie in 97 did something we'd never really seen before, which was to securitize his entire back catalogue and sell a bond for $55 million. They became known as Bowie Bonds. And this allowed investors to get a return. They got 7.9%, which was pretty high for a 10-year bond. And Bowie himself would get all the money up front. So rather than receiving the money from the royalties dripping through as they came through, he'd get all the money up front and investors would get a return. This allowed him to cash in on the huge popularity of a lot of his earlier records. There were 25 albums available in that back catalogue, and it also coincided with a deal with EMI, his record label, for them to make all of the older albums available to everyone. The reason Bowie could do this rather than anyone else wasn't just the popularity of his earlier music; it was also because, in a slightly unusual structure, he actually still owned the rights to quite a lot of his music, which allowed him to sell it off like this. Now, if he'd wanted the money up front, he could have sold the rights outright, but that would mean he wouldn't have them in the future. So he entered into this deal, which hadn't really been seen before as a financial innovation. Um, he worked with a U.S. banker, David Pullman, who subsequently went on to make a career of this. He worked with. James Brown, and he also pulled together the music of Marvin Gaye in order to do similar securitizations. And this model was also later picked up by people like Rod Stewart, um, have got some bonds out, and even Iron Maiden issued some as well. Kind of acts with large back catalogs that are going to be enduringly popular would be able to cash in on on these.
0: And why did Davy Bowie come across this idea at the time? Why did he want to sell his master records in the first place?
1: Well, we don't know if he needed the money up front, but certainly $55 million today is probably better than possibly $55 million stretched over the space of the next decade. But I mean... Bowie was an innovator in almost everything he did. You saw this obviously most clearly in his music and the way that he changed styles. But also he was an innovator not just in finance here, but also he was one of the very earliest adopters of the internet. Just a year after launching the Bowie Bonds, he also launched his own internet service for his fans called BowieNet that allowed them to sign up and they'd get their own BowieNet email address. They'd get access to his website and lots of details about him. And this was at a time when even large organisations and companies were kind of still grappling with the rise of the internet, weren't entirely sure what it was going to mean for them and how they were going to use it. Bury himself saw that this was going to be game-changing and wanted to be in there and ahead of the curve.
0: And I think he was on the record about seeing the way the music industry was going and the value of copyright when I think he talked about music would become like electricity or water it would be a utility which would just be piped into your house at very little cost and so the world was changing
1: and it has changed, and it has become almost like that today. This is possibly one of the reasons a Bowie Bond almost wouldn't work now, because the model around music consumption has worked. People no longer go out and buy albums; they have online, they have streaming services. They might download a single track, they might download two or three. They pick and choose. They have, you know, monthly subscriptions that gives them unlimited access it's far more difficult today for artists to get revenue streams in the way that they could before which makes it far more difficult for them to do something like a Bowie Bond even if an artist today had an enormously popular back catalogue now whether he launched the Bowie Bond in 1997 knowing that this is how the music industry was going to change we don't know if it was a chance for him to kind of cash in before the tide turned but he certainly was very forward-thinking in the way that he approached it and the Bonds themselves weren't immune from change so actually in 2004 Moody's downgraded their value to one notch above junk because they said the returns just weren't there now amusingly that's better than EMI which was considered junk status at the time but it showed that even someone like Bowie who had such an enduringly popular back catalogue wasn't immune to the changing nature of the music industry.
0: Thank you very much, Peter, an innovator in all respects of his life. And to remember the great man, let's finish with a few bars from his latest album, Black Star.